When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. My name is Smitty, and it's time to break down some of the the players in the news right now. And then we're going to get to voicemails, then do Q&A. Do the whole works. You know how we do it. Let's go with the news first. And now for the news. Currently in the news, we have this man right here, Michael Thomas. We need to talk about no news is bad news. We've talked about this all offseason long. A lot of people love to just jump on the, he's a big name player. He's got to return to form, Smitty. Like, Christian McCaffrey all last season. Christian McCaffrey, no real good news. He was going to maybe return. Once he returned, we had people coming in here in droves saying, Smitty, you're going to pay for this. You're going to see, Smitty. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey running back one. Christian McCaffrey running back one. But no, what did your boy Smitty say? What did we all say? Trade him now. When, When Christian McCaffrey returned, we said trade him immediately and get what is equivalent to probably top five running back value before this guy falls off again. He fell off. People that didn't listen totally missed the boat on trading CMC for any top five wide receiver, any top five running back, combinations of things. I'm not saying this isn't a a don't trust Christian McCaffrey show. I'm definitely not putting a lot of eggs in one basket in terms of McCaffrey. I will say that I do, and I, I repeat this over and over, so I don't want somebody later on to, to come to me and say, Smitty, you were wrong about Christian McCaffrey. I'm not saying McCaffrey can't have one more good year, one more elite year. In fact, I'm saying that I'm taking him in at least one league or in my dynasty league. I think I got him in a dynasty league somewhere. I'm going to keep him and, and let it ride in one league. I want one share of Christian McCaffrey, not 10, not 15, not 20% of my leagues, one out of 10. I want one out of ten. One of my ten. One out of a ten of my leagues. I want shares of Christian McCaffrey so that I can, in case he does have one year left, ride that train a little bit because he has not shown physical drop off when he's on the field. The problem is he can't stay on the field, and that's a big component. You got to be on the field in order to produce. So, uh, of course. I don't see Todd Gurley drop off like I did with Todd Gurley. I beat I was beating that drum over and over when Todd Gurley showed the decline. You could see it and people didn't want to believe it. Well, Christian McCaffrey hasn't shown it. When he's on the field, he's dominating. So I want one share. I want one share. Michael Thomas is different, but people tie these two together. Big name player, they have to come back, right? It's 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 Christian McCaffrey. He's got to come back. Same thing with 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 Derrick Henry. Although I'm okay with you having one share of Derrick Henry as well. We can't sit here and pretend that McCaffrey can't have one more elite year 
or that Henry can't have one more elite year. Of course they could. Of course they could. It's an odds game. It's all an odds game. You're trying to not hold the player when they're about to drop off. You don't want to be left holding the bag. In the case of Derrick Henry, it's like the, the writing's on the wall. He, he broke last year as predicted, and people that are super pro-Henry will come out and go, <laughs> he was so good, Smitty, and then he got hurt, and then he got hurt. I mean, if he didn't suffer the foot injury, Smitty, he was going to be a monster. That's the argument, that when you run for 2,000 yards, when you run over 400 carries, and you do both of those in the same season, in 2021, you run over 400 times, you don't come back from that. Maybe Derrick Henry will be one of the running backs that somehow defies the odds and comes back for one more season. But you break when you run the football over 371 times. He did it over 400 times in 2021. And on top of that, ran for 2,000 yards, which breaks running backs. They literally break the next season. And this guy broke. This is 2020. So in 2021, he broke. 400 carries in 2020, 2,000 yards in 2020, broke in 2021, and people think it was a, a coincidence. No, it's not. The writing was on the wall. Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey both have the ability to do it for one more season. That's why I'm okay with you having one share. That's it, though. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't go drafting these guys in multiple leagues. Don't let your seasons go downhill because you wanted, you were nostalgic and you wanted to, to grab a hold of the name. <coughs> I'm still getting better. <coughs> oh, God. I'm still congested. Your boy Smitty got blasted by the 19. Hit the whole family. Everybody had it. We were just, you know, we're still trying to recover. Are you know getting our energy back? I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I run at the mouth for three, four, five straight hours uh, here on YouTube and on Instagram, so I think I do a pretty decent job of trying to get the energy level up. But I still am struggling at times. Where was I at? Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas is different. Mike Thomas isn't Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey, and those are two guys I have a lot of doubt about. But you know, again, one share is fine. Mike Thomas hasn't done anything. Mike Thomas hasn't shown that, oh, when he's on the field, he's great, but he's just been struggling with injury. Maybe he overcomes it. Mike Thomas has been missing for several years. And no news is bad news. Mike Thomas, people have been saying, watch, watch Smitty. Watch Smitty. He's going to be the wide wide receiver one, Smitty. He's not only going to be a wide receiver one, he'll be the wide receiver one. There are several people that think that. There are several, and I, I and, and I'm okay with everybody having different opinions. Look, I don't. I'm gonna miss on stuff. I'm not acting like I, I hit everything. I miss all the time. We all do. We all do. We all miss. We're never gonna be a hundred percent. You know how much content I crank crank out? How many videos? Over 365 videos minimum a year. Probably more like 400 and fi- 450 videos a year. Probably. I, I I put a lot of content out. I'm gonna miss stuff. If you think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna be perfect. You're out of your mind. I'm gonna miss a ton of stuff, but but there are people that literally have no argument in favor of Mike Thomas. No zero argument. There's nothing that you can bring to the table other than he used to be good. I've got evidence of it. That's the only thing you can argue. There's another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nothing tangible whatsoever in front of you right now that can explain why you think Mike Thomas is going to be able to play healthy, be good, return to form. You have nothing. You have absolutely nothing. You only have uh, uh, negatives that have been piling up on top of each other all the last two years. And, And Mike Thomas... No news is always bad news with Mike Thomas. Always. From when we didn't hear anything and then he ended up not having surgery. And then he said, oh, I guess I need to have surgery. And just wasted the whole year away. Wasted the whole year away. And then is still wasting the entire offseason away. To expect Mike Thomas to come back without any evidence is reckless. It is throwing away value. If you want to draft him in the 10th round, of a redraft league in the ninth round of a redraft league maybe even the eighth round so be it that's not horrible like you can recover from that you're drafting potentially like home run hitting sleeping giant running backs that may never develop like i'm i'm drafting pollard and madison and guys like that algier in in, in round 13 those are places where you're taking a big swing at a player hoping you land them and if you don't you're fine you're fine Take Mike Thomas in those areas if you must, but don't be taking Mike Thomas in a place where you need him to do something or you're going to lose your league or get get completely blasted in terms of value. That's all I'm saying. Mike Thomas, this news right here, I haven't even read the news yet. The news on Mike Thomas speaking at OTA, Saints coach Dennis Allen said that wide receiver Mike Thomas is doubtful to participate in next week's minicamp. There's no good news. There's no good news. There's no update. Some some news reports have said he's on in the right direction. But what's that mean? He he isn't going downhill. Like what what does that mean? We don't know. I don't trust anything coming out on this Mike Thomas situation until I see it with my own eyeballs. Stay clear of Mike Thomas. Absolutely stay clear unless you're getting him at like like I said where you're drafting Madison and Tony Pollard and Algier and and, and, and home run hitting guys that may never do anything. You're, you're expecting that there's a percentage chance they don't do anything. You're taking a swing. You want that potential home run with the risk of maybe them not doing anything. That's where Mike Thomas belongs. With those home run hitting sleeping giant running backs. If you want to go down that, ru- that route. I'm still taking Tony Pollard over Mike Thomas. I'm still taking guys like that over Mike Thomas. I'm not going near Mike Thomas. I'm not going near him unless it's 10th, 11th, 12th round, which I have seen happen, and I have grabbed him. I grabbed him in the voicemail Dynasty League because he was there in like round 10 or 11 or 12. I forget where it was, but it's like at that point, you know, why not? If not just to trade him. I didn't take him because I want him. I took him because, you know what, 10, 11, 12, you could trade him. Somebody out there thinks he's this next return of the top five type of wide receiver. I'm going to get something for Mike Thomas if I get him there. Uh, yeah, Pollard, Madison, they all have more upside than Mike Thomas, in my opinion. DK Metcalf, we talked about DK Metcalf a lot. I'll, I'll stay on this very short, but but this news broke, so we got to talk about it. Uh, Pete Carroll said that the absent wide receiver, DK Metcalf, 
this is a cru- these are the crucial weeks to get something done. They clearly want to get a deal done. DK's been very patient. He showed up to voluntary OTAs. This little like kind of like okay, I'm gonna maybe hold out if you don't stop playing around. Situation is gonna trigger a very very quick contract negotiation and inking of a deal. I firmly believe in the next week or two. You will have DK Metcalf sitting on $65 million guaranteed, 110 total, four-year deal. If it's a five-year deal, it might be along the lines of 120 to 130 total. Uh, maybe the, the guaranteed money still around 62 to $65 million. His deal will impact Debo Samuel's headspace. His deal will impact Terry McLaurin's headspace. His deal will impact... The wide receivers like that still waiting for their contracts. And while Cooper Cup's deal may not influence Debo's mentality too much because it's Cooper Cup, it's triple crown winner, he deserves it. You can't really use uh, Cooper Cup as a baseline if you're looking to strike a deal that's around the top 5 to 10 for wide receivers in the NFL. And that's where Debo realistically should be looking. Now, maybe his expectation is different, but Debo has shown up to camp. Debo is there. Debo is present. Debo doesn't want to get fined. Debo has no leverage. Uh, same thing for McLaurin. Um, so, it, it, you know, it, it's it's more of like if DK signs a $68 million guaranteed type deal and the Niners come to Debo and say, here's 55 it's going to really burn. And I don't know if Debo's capable of making a bad decision, which is to say, never mind, I'm going to bank on myself. I'll play for $4 million. I'm not accepting your deal, which I could see a player doing. It makes no sense to do, especially if you're Debo and you're asked to run the ball, you're asked to do all these different things, and you can't hold in and like fake injuries or hold back when you're in Debo's position because then he wouldn't get the bag the next year. He literally has to do what he did last year or more in order to secure a bigger deal than he's turning down right now. So Debo's in a very, very tough spot. If he's smart, and I think the Niners won't be disrespectful with the offer. If he's smart, he will just accept whatever the Niners decide is the best offer they can give. Maybe he tries to negotiate for a couple days. I don't know how much time the Niners are even going to give him because if they wait until the 11th hour to offer him the deal, and then it's like you take it or you get fined, Debo might not have much wiggle room at all. But Debo has very little leverage. Uh, DK's got a little more leverage than Debo because he's currently in this holdout mode. And the team wants him. Pete Carroll wants him signed. The team wants him signed. DK wants to stay and be there long term. He's been very, very quiet about the contract situation. DK has been, uh, I think, what a lot of people hoped Debo would, would be in terms of quiet, coming to camp, showing up, and then hoping it all works out versus making a big scene. DK's doing a quiet little step back. A quiet little step back. You notice how nobody's talking about DK? Nobody's ripping on DK? He did it real quiet-like. And I think that's what people didn't like about Debo and how Debo did it. I do feel like Debo, things were unfair. He was unfairly treated. The fan base went after him. I, I support Debo more than most in terms of uh, him, him not generating as much of the, the, the drama as people suggest he generated. But DK has done it very differently. He's been very quiet. I think Debo... 
and DK both get deals, obviously. I don't think McClure necessarily gets his deal. Maybe McLaurin is a 2023 trade candidate. He might be the biggest name, the biggest mover in the wide receiver game in 2023 in the offseason. Maybe he ends up in a place like the Chargers. Can you imagine Terry Scary McLaurin replacing Keenan Allen as the main weapon for Herbert in 2023 and beyond, I will be pulling for it. I will be rooting for it. I will be pushing for it. Terry Scary McLaurin is a top five to 10 wide receiver in the NFL. We just don't know it. We just can't see it. He'll never produce like a top five to 10 wide receiver because he has no quarterback. Until he gets a quarterback, he can't produce like that. So when you come out and say, hey, guess what? Terry Scary McLaurin is a top 10, top five to 10 wide receiver in the NFL, people will say, what, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Terry, the guy the guy from the Commanders? That guy? He's a top 5 to 10 wide receiver? Yeah, listen to the words coming out of my mouth, Bob. I'm not saying he's playing like that right now. I'm saying he's a dormant, sleeping, top 10, top 5 to 10 wide receiver in the NFL. And when he gets a passer, eventually, hopefully, he will be a monster. If he goes to the Chargers... To the moon goes Terry Gary McLaurin. To the moon goes Justin Herbert. So, I mean, Herbert's already on the moon. Maybe Herbert just bounces on the moon a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit taller. Maybe he goes to Pluto. I don't know. But Herbert is on the moon already. McLaurin hopefully heads to the moon and meets Herbert there for for uh, 2023 and beyond career. That would be absolutely phenomenal. So DK Metcalf, more news to come on DK. Cooper Cup's deal, when it first came out, we were live. It was like, okay, he's the sixth highest paid per, per, per season receiver. Okay, this deal isn't as big as it could have been. Then the details came out a few hours later, and he is the highest paid wide receiver, not per year, but in terms of guaranteed money, which is the only thing that really matters. He gets $75 million guaranteed. So to put that in perspective, A.J. Brown just got about $57, I believe, million guaranteed, and that that was the baseline for the top five-ish, right around four or five, top five wide receiver. A.J. Brown's top five, D.K.'s top five to six to seven, Debo's around that area too, okay? Uh, We're running out of top five spots. I get it. But these guys are right in that range. So it seems like the baseline's been set. A.J. Brown, 57 to 60 million guaranteed is what the players are going to look for right around that that place. Cooper Cup got 75 million guaranteed. $75 million guaranteed, which is the highest amount of guaranteed money handed to a non-quarterback offensive player in the history of the NFL. He's now number one. The number one non-quarterback offensive player in the NFL in terms of guaranteed money. $75 million guaranteed. That could affect Debo's headspace. It might not. It depends on what Debo thinks of himself and how far he is willing to push things. But he did show up. I doubt he retracts and, and holds out because of this contract. He could change his thinking. Like I said, if DK signs like a 65 or $68 million guaranteed deal because they share the same agent. They probably see themselves as very similar. Same thing with uh, McLaurin. I'm sure McLaurin's going to be upset if he sees DK drop a you know, 67 guaranteed deal right in front of their face and dangles that out there. Um, then, you know, we've got some problems. But Cooper Cup, $75 million guaranteed setting the market. He said, I don't want to set the market. I just wanted, you know, whatever. He did. 
He did. Maybe per year, it's not matching up, which is weird. But guaranteed-wise, he's the number one non-quarterback off- offensive player in the NFL in terms of guaranteed money, $75 million. So we'll see if that sets the tone for DK and trickles on down and then impacts Debo and all that. Chris Carson, this is no news. We knew, as the Bruce said, this guy uh, is not a factor. The Bruce has said that over and over in his elegant way that he, he speaks about it. Uh, Pete Carroll said that Chris Carson's not clear to take part in minicamp. Don't worry about Chris Carson. He's not a threat at all to Kenny Walker. Rashad Penny's the only one that could take away potential uh, you know, work from, from Kenny Walker. And he probably will in the beginning, of course. Like, like I don't expect Kenny Walker to come out and get 25 carries a game. I don't want him to come out and get 25 carries a game. I want them to not necessarily ease him in, but I want them to put him in the right position to not get hurt or hit that rookie wall. Uh, Vamps is 57 to 60 people in here and only 30 likes. Hit the thumb up button for your boy Smitty. Vamp is calling for it. Vamp is requesting it. I'm asking for your help to punch that thumbs up button. Mike Thomas, that thumbs up button. No, don't do that. That, that means he wouldn't show up to do it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Justin Herbert, the like button. Do that and, and help your boy Smitty with the, the algorithm. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Jameson Williams. Uh, we knew this. Dan Campbell said that he doesn't see Williams' ACL being ready for training camp. Look, when he was drafted, he was three or four months recovered from his ACL. So what is he, five months, whatever? Six months, maybe six months? I don't know. Six months recovered, he's not going to be ready. We don't want to rush him. This guy's got a lot of talent. Let's hope that he does it right and he heals properly. And really, 2023 or the season, you know, uh, the end of the season is when we're going to see Jameson Williams potentially light it up. We don't give a thumb up for... For Matt. We don't give a thumb up for Matt. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Brian, thumbs up. Thank you, pal. Appreciate you. Calvin, appreciate you. You to the moon, pal. You're to the moon. Alvin Kamara, that like button. More appropriate uh, response. Thank you very much. Walker, top five running back in Dynasty right now. Um, I can get behind that. To the moon. I can get behind that. Why not? Why not? Love. I love him. Uh, We... Don't give a thumbs up for Matt. I think he means MT. Yeah, that's what bot meant. That's what bot meant. Okay, you said Matt, but it must have been autocorrect. Uh, that's the news. The news is pretty pretty quick. Let's get right to the voice messages on Instagram. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. Let's go... And uh, I'll try and keep this this uh, right here topic updated so that for replay value, who we're talking about is on screen. Nev. Nev. Hey, Smitty, what are your thoughts on Allen Robinson in Los Angeles? Um, this may have been a question from yesterday. I'm not sure, or but either way, I'm gonna I'm gonna attack it. So, a Rob, I like a Rob. I think a Rob is gonna be. Like Woods was a very, very solid wide receiver three, could drop fire at any moment, could be a wide receiver two, could do very, very well. Um, but I think uh, I, I think a Rob a Rob is being overdrafted. I think people are expecting uh, a Rob to be some kind of like elite wide receiver two. And I've even heard people say stuff like, you know, uh, Cooper Cup's going to be affected by a Rob. That's not going to happen. 
Cooper Cup runs in the slot all the time. Cooper Cup's running all over the field. Cooper Cup can't be double teamed in this offense, in this NFL, with these rules, with where he lines up all over the field. Cooper Cup isn't, nothing's hampering Cooper Cup. Look, they had Woods, they had Odell Beckham Jr. He's replacing targets that needed to be replaced. This isn't going to impact uh, Cooper Cup, not to mention he's changing teams, not to mention A-Rob did struggle in Chicago with two different quarterbacks. It wasn't like there was a rapport problem. There were two different quarterbacks that Mooney had no problem building rapport with and A-Rob couldn't. We don't know if A-Rob's going to stay healthy or keep uh, that, that, that top, 12 to 15 wide receiver expectation afloat. We don't know. I think people are very much overvaluing A-Rob. I like him. I don't dislike him. I just think you need to pump the brakes, people, when we when you're ranking this guy. Wide receiver three, absolutely. Draft him as your wide receiver three, no question. Expecting more is, I think, a recipe for maybe disaster. Staying on theme with the Rams, what do we do with Van Jefferson? The kids look really talented, but he's always had somebody blocking him. I know Cup's the man there, but with Robinson there, is there still room for him to feed, or is he not somebody you're targeting? Uh, Van Jefferson is somebody that I I like. I've always liked him. Um, let me pull up the news on on Van Jefferson. To be honest, I don't know what his health you know status is right now. Van. Jefferson, Van Jefferson, um, did not list Van Jefferson on the injury report. Looks like he's, he had the knee issue. So Van Jefferson, it looks like, I don't think he's walking into 2022 with any kind of glaring knee, uh, lingering issues or anything like that, or a new injury or anything. Um, I don't know. I mean, Van Jefferson didn't catch a touchdown pass in the final one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight played games, but he did have, you know, a string of touchdowns in a row, three games in a row in 12, 13, 14. I like him. I I think he's got a lot of upside, but I don't think he's anything more than like one of the last wide receivers you might draft in your fantasy football draft, you know, like with upside of becoming maybe your wide receiver four rotationally. Like that's it. You can't expect any, you don't draft him as your wide receiver four. You draft him much later, but could he get into that? like rotation of you've got a bunch of bye weeks um all that stuff you know that that's where van can maybe be i think uh valued all right bruce me and you brother it's on baby at the end of the year we're gonna party up and we'll go live with smitty or something actually where you at bud where you live at motherfucker Uh, come on silver silver First of all, you're having a private conversation inside the, the, the live voicemail group, okay? This is for questions. This isn't for screaming and cussing and self-bleeping your own swear words at the brutes, okay? I'm going to skip the rest of your question. Come back with, with a question for the show, bro. Here's Daniel. Hope you're having a good Thursday, bro. Uh, dynasty question for you. I'm looking to potentially trading two first-round picks next year and Brees Hall for Jonathan Taylor. Um, the guy already accepted. I'm just kind of making my final decision. Just give me your thoughts on that. One of the first is going to be a probably a top six. The other one, probably a bottom six. Just let me know what your thoughts on that is, man. Thank you. Wow. Brees Hall. <sighs> Hall versus JT. You know, obviously some picks involved, but that's the the, the, the topic here. So you're talking about trading Brees Hall 
and multiple first rounders for JT. And it's one of them is a top six pick, one is a bottom six pick. Here's the thing. I love Hall. I think Brees Hall could be arguably in that same conversation as JT. Like, he really, really could. He's a really good running back. He's in a really good situation. A lot of people think the Jets aren't going to turn it around. They are. They're, they're on their way. They're using the blueprint from the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, what do you guys think in the, in the chat on that? Brees Hall, two first-rounders in 2023. One's top six. Not, he didn't say top one to two. But he said top six, one is bottom six. The, the problem I have with this is if it is the 1.1, let's say, because you say it's top six, you're not telling me that it can't be number one. It could be number one. What if you get the number one? What if you're trading Brees Hall and Robinson? You know, it, it, it's tough. Uh, the Bruce says keep Hall. James says heck no. G Money says no. JT is the best player in fantasy. Don't give him up, says Quinn. Too much for only Taylor. Too rich for me. It's funny how some people are, are are saying no, 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 but then their responses are different. So I don't think people know which side they're on. But but uh, keep Brees Hall. That's what a lot of people are saying. Is it Dynasty? Yes, Mr. B, it's Dynasty. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to roll with the Brees Hall side. Look, I like JT a lot. I like JT a lot. He is the number one overall pick. But three years from now, will JT be a top three pick? I don't know, man. I mean, the way running backs fall off, uh, there's a lot of talk about how JT's number one running back season last year was the like lowest running back one season of recent memory of the big dogs. Like It didn't rank really high in terms of running back one seasons but he didn't get going until a little a little bit later in the season so let's not pretend like you know his season wouldn't have been monstrous I'm just gonna say because Brees Hall has the potential to be as good as JT he really does I'm not saying you rank him there and I'm saying I'm not saying you draft him there I'm not saying you expect it but because you can get Brees Hall producing maybe like JT and you might have a shot at Robinson or the number two overall pick the fact that you could trade the the two first rounders for maybe the guy that has the 1.1 later and then you get Brees Hall. You know what I mean? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Brees Hall. I'm going to say Brees Hall, Danny. The Bruce. First of all, uh, I'm sorry for earlier. I was in the, my probation office, talking to my probation officer, seeing if I could go to Jimmy G USA, go see him in, you know, California. Uh, so yeah, I'm sorry about it. I don't even know what you're talking about, the Bruce. You're sorry about what? What do you have to apologize for, the Bruce? What do you, what on earth could you have done to offend me, the Bruce? So you're apologizing. I don't know why you're forgiven no matter what. You've got a, a free, always forgiven by Smitty card. Now, I don't know what the probation officer is saying. I don't know what you did, the Bruce, but, uh, <laughs> hopefully you're, you're on your best behavior. That's all I'm going to say. And, and don't don't let this individual know you watch the show. I'm not a very good influence on you, the Bruce. Maybe I am. Uh, here's a fantasy question. I might need it to be Smitty approved or Smitty denied. I already have Justin Jefferson, but a guy is willing to trade me Jamar Chase, but I have to give him my next four years first-round picks. Smitty approved or Smitty denied? Wait, wait, wait. 
there's no real difference between Jamar Chase and Jefferson. You can't give anything additional. This is like a in one league side by side. I take JJ at number two or three overall in a dynasty startup. I'd take JJ at number two or number three. I would take Jamar Chase at number two or number three. I I love both of these guys almost equal. You you can't give up anything. Is that what you're asking, Bruce? If so, you do maybe need to take a baby lap on that one, the Bruce. There's no difference, man. There's no difference. Don't be giving up anything. Not even a ham sandwich, bro. Not even a ham sandwich. Oh, one last thing. Who yeah. saw on the McAfee show where Ian Rappaport said himself that Jimmy G still has a chance to start? I want to know, what is Rappaport on? I think he's on the good stuff thinking of Jimmy G, but, you know, what does everyone else think? Uh, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me attack this a couple different ways. Number one, Jimmy G is not a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. He does not need to be starting in the NFL. Now, the Bruce, there's a very different, there's a big difference between what people think and what I think. And there might be a couple teams out there that think if Jimmy G got cut, let's say, they would bring him in to start him. Maybe Carolina would, maybe Seattle would. I don't know. Doesn't mean that I agree with them, but is there a, a world where Jimmy G could start in 2022 for another team if he got cut, let's say? Or traded, which I don't think is going to happen because he's got a huge contract. And and uh, who wants to who who wants to trade for Jimmy G? Injured two injuries, one of which he didn't have surgery for that he probably needed in his thumb. And I think that pops back up. The guy won't stay healthy. I don't think he's a top thirty-two quarterback in the NFL. I believe a couple teams probably do the Bruce. So I don't think Rappaport's on anything. I think you could definitely say that that. A couple teams and organizations could view it differently than I do. That's not crazy. That's not crazy. Jim. Hey, Smitty. What's your opinion this year on Cordell Patterson? I'm obviously out on him for dynasty purposes, but do you think he's got one more good year left in him? I really don't see him being a running back at all. I don't really see them featuring him in the run game at all, so it would have to be in the pass game. With the changing of the quarterback, do you see Patterson having a decent year, or are you staying away? I like Cordero Patterson for one more year at the right price. Now, what's the right price? Not top three or four rounds or anything like that. Um, we're talking about like maybe six round. You know, uh, we do a lot of mock drafts where Cordero doesn't go in our top five rounds ever. You know, rarely do I ever see Cordero Patterson go in the top five rounds. So you're talking about six round, seven round. Absolutely don't mind that at all. I think that Patterson is going to start transitioning back to a wide receiver. Uh, role which may be bad maybe maybe they still use him at the goal line you know what a team says and what a team does two different things when when week one comes and the season's underway but it sounds like they want to run him out as a wide receiver again and that could limit his ability to do what he did last year um i i think that algier this running rookie running back that the the falcons drafted is the the goal at the running back position, the the plan of attack is to have Algier become the starting running back and have Cordero play kind of that that dual role, the Debo Samuel you know wide back role. So I think there's still value and see Patterson if let's say Algier got banged up or there's no other running back really to do anything, they'd shove Cordero back into the running back role. So I really do like see Patterson at round six seven value. I do for one year. Uh, but he's had a long, a long time to to impress us, and he hasn't done it until last season. 
And so it's a little worrisome to think that he can continue to be consistent when he, he had so much time. And you could you could blame it on his usage, but at the same time, he never shined until last year. Uh, but I do like him at the right price. Cody with a super chat. Cody, appreciate you dropping the super chat, young man, keeping the lights on in the building. Um, very, very, uh, never expected, but very encouraged uh, that the super chats come rolling in here as we get into football season. So, Cody, appreciate you. Adams for Mooney in a 2023 first in Dynasty. Now, of course, we always need to know where the draft pick's going to be, bro. Um, in general, I'm going to say. I'd rather have Adams if I don't know where the pick is, but I will preface that if you think it has a very strong chance of being like the 1.1, then we need to have a conversation about it. Not saying it's a lock, but I mean, that's when you can at least kick it around and say, okay, what if this ends up being Robinson? Bijan Robinson would be by far more valuable than Adams if you could get him. What are the odds that this is a 1.1? Realistically, being honest with yourself, not trying to, to to push yourself in the direction of making a trade and convincing yourself the pick's better than it is. Only then can we have the conversation. And it's it's not a lock. It's just a conversation because you don't know if it's the 1.1. You can only give me a projection or a prediction. If I knew it for sure was the 1.1, like let's say you brought this to me in the offseason and you said, hey, it is the 1.1, then I take the 1.1. I take... Robinson over Adams all day long but if it is not guaranteed to be a top two pick you know in your mind Adams bro you can get way more for Adams especially if he starts popping off uh so the answer currently is no thank you for that super chat you are the man for that and I think we had another super chat that I answered the Marco Marco I'm so sorry Marco 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 are you still here I missed this one earlier Marco where are you Marco, come back. What up, fam? Thanks for getting back to me for the keepers. It's that time of year again. Keep up the great work. Much love. Marco, I hope you're still here, pal. I'm so sorry I missed this. That is my fault. Take a lap. Take a lap, me. Take a lap. Where is my take a lap? Take a lap. That's my fault, Marco. Hopefully Marco is still here. Avatar with a super chat. Smitty, what's DK ceiling in a run-first offense with a trash QB? 1,206-8 TD seems like a, a, a like a busy to me. You mean it seems like a bust to you, I think you're trying to write. Um, I love DK. I love DK, pal. I feel like DK... <clears throat> yeah, you meant to write bust. Here we go. I think DK is very undervalued. Now, do I expect him to be as good as he could have been with with, uh, Russell Wilson? No. No, 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 no. I I think he definitely won't be as good. But Baker Mayfield could end up being in Seattle, bro. They they excuse Baker. Even with everything going on with Deshaun Watson, even with the fact that they could use Baker now in Cleveland, they excused Baker. They don't want him there. They're probably going to cut him. And if they cut him, Seattle's a very, very good landing spot. Um, Not to mention, if we're talking Dynasty, I don't know if we're talking Dynasty here, I'll attack both Avatar because that's how I roll. Um, If we're talking Dynasty, this will be solved, you know, in in a year or two. Don't don't worry about that. Um, if, If DK Metcalf doesn't get a quarterback upgrade this year and he's playing with Drew Locke, he's, you know, whatever... He still could easily get 1,208 to 10. 
that that's not a bust to me. I think given he's going in like round four in redraft leagues, you know, redraft value, it's not a bust. I'll take him around four all day long. I'll take him as my wide receiver one if I'm waiting on a wide receiver until round four. You know, getting Waddle and DK. Like, I've gotten Waddle and DK in rounds three and four and gotten Javante and Swift in rounds one and two. Like, so that's a fantastic approach. Go Swift and Javante, Waddle and DK. You're you're looking great from that 12 spot. That's a good traditional 12 pick overall drafted team that you can come away with. Javante Swift, DK Waddle or Javante Swift, DK Herbert, you know, whatever. Those are those are really good squads that you can get from that 12 spot. I like DK and and that and that's packaged in the the risk is pretty baked in. Um very baked in. Very baked in for redraft. In dynasty, you're going to have to pay probably top or late third round value in dynasty I would guess or equivalent in the trade and I think that's okay because I think that the situation improves once Kenny Walker gets on his horse and starts delivering the offense gets spread out uh defense gets very very um is kept very very honest by Walker and what Walker can do they'll address the quarterback situation they won't leave it undone for multiple years so dynasty I'm not too worried I think DK is the kind of guy that can go up and get a football um, so DK Metcalf is, is somebody that, uh, I'm not as worried about with a bad quarterback situation because he can go up and get a football differently than other players. He can go get an errant pass that's get, that gets thrown off target. He's got a v- very big catch radius. Um, he, I think, like I said, Kenneth Walker is going to stretch, help stretch the field and keep things balanced. And they will be in the red zone more than people expect. Not as much as they would have had Russell Wilson stayed on roster, but things change quickly. Pete Carroll will try and address this quarterback situation very, very soon. Um, so don't worry about that. And I hope Baker lands in, 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 in Seattle. He's not the best quarterback in the world, but he'd be a very good quarterback. Look what, what the Browns were able to do on the, on the ground with Baker. So it's it's not like Baker needs to be a top five quarterback. He just needs to be very, very decent and get the football to, to, to DK. What's the least favorite spot to pick from and what's your favorite besides the 1.1? Vamp, great question. Usually I haven't liked the 12 pick at all. I absolutely love the 12 pick right now. I do like the five and six because you're balanced. You can kind of get back into that third round area very, very quickly, you know, versus like if you have the 12 pick, then you have those, those very spread out picks. Um, your third rounder is very late. Um, so, uh, you know, but, but you can get Waddle and DK at those, those, those areas, or you can get Kenneth Walker. So I kind of love the 12 pick right now. I kind of love the 12 pick because Kenneth Walker's there at the, the fourth round selection, which I know is early. And I know a lot of you are going to say, you know, exploit like you tell us Smitty, but if you have that first pick in round four, right? You have that first pick in round four. You're not going to come back for a long time. So you can reach for Kenneth Walker at that fourth drafted player spot because by the time it comes back, he may not be there. If you can wait, if you're patient enough and you feel like you've tested the temperature of your your player, your, your owner pool, and you think Kenneth Walker is going to fall, then let him fall. And then take more advantage of it. If you're in the 12 spot and you get Javante and Swift and you get Waddle and DK and you can still get Kenneth Walker, championship, championship. And that would be one of my favorite draft slots. I've never liked the 12 pick or at least most years I don't. I love it this year. 
I love it. But I love the six pick, the five pick. There's there really isn't a bad draft slot in 2022 because of how good of of the four, you know those fourth fourth and third round players are. There's always a good third or fourth round player that's sitting there for me. Waddle, DK, Herbert, Burrow, uh, Josh Allen, um, Kenneth Walker, as I said, Brees Hall in the third round. Um, I love the third and fourth round. There's always a gem sitting in there. So I, I'm not too worried about draft slot this year. Yeah, 8, 9, 10. I don't know why I don't like those as much as the 12. I like the 6. I like the 12. I like the 7. I like the 11. Um, 8, 9, I guess those are the picks that sometimes I don't like as much. But I don't know. I don't feel like I have a, a adverse reaction to any draft slot this year. I used to dread like getting the later round pick, you know, when I the draft order would come out. Now I don't really care. I kind of like the idea that now I can get Javante. You know, if I get a top one, two, three overall pick, I probably won't own Javante. And that, and that, that bums me out. So I'm not not looking forward to a, a, a draft order selection, a, randomiza- a randomization of it where I don't get a top four pick. I'm actually like, you know, cool. I, I'm glad I get to start off with Javante in this draft. You know, I'm Sam Broski. So Vamp, I appreciate the super chat. Great question, as always, Vamp. Thank you for helping keep the lights on inside the show. Uh, I don't know where we're at. Jim, did we get Jim's? Hey, Smitty, what's your opinion this year on Cordell Patterson? Okay, yeah. So Stormcat. Smitty, how you doing? Stormcat here. Uh, I'm in round 11 on one of my uh, underdog drafts, best ball. And this is the first time I've got kind of stuck. Uh, I'm looking for my fourth running back. And I need to decide between Alexander Madison and Rashad White. I do not have Fournette and I do not have Cook. Who would you take? So White or Madison? Um, White for me. You could argue it. I mean, Madison is a league winner. You know, like if, if Cook goes down, Madison can win you a league. I think what I let guide me here is the rank that's sitting in front of you. If White is ranked... And I think he probably would be ranked higher. You got to take him. He's not going to last. But maybe Madison's like 12 running backs down. Like I kind of think maybe you could get Madison later because he's a, he's a cuff. Whereas White, he's a cuff to Leonard Fournette believers. But people that love Rashad White, they look at him as like a league winning flex potential fourth running back guy. Right where you're drafting him. So my advice is to take White and then try and get Madison after that. Madison and Pollard, they're league winners. Pollard more so than Madison because I think he's going to get work right away. But if Madison gets in there, he can win a league. Rashad White can win a league. Um, Madison is ranked slightly higher on underdog, says Stormcat. I still think I take White. I still think I take White. I think Madison has a greater chance of falling because he has that handcuff. He's not necessarily a starter. And so people might be like, okay, he might rank number one or number two for running backs, but people start taking wide receivers and quarterbacks because they don't they don't necessarily want to grab the the backup running back yet. So I would I would go with Rashad White. That's me. Tariq. Hey Smitty, it's Tariq. How's it going? You're probably going to tell me to take a lap out, but I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, do you think Javante is going to start as a lead back this year in 2022, or you think he might? kind of still blend in with um, Melvin Gordon along the way until he take Vultures to lead back role. Thanks, Bob. Uh, you know, I was going to make you take a lap, but I mean, of course they could do a, a 60-40 split. 
you know, like right away. So it's going to look like a rotation potentially. That's fine. Like I, I'm not, I'm not worried about Javante like coming out of the gate and getting 90% of the carries. I don't think it has to be like that. But once Javante continues to explode and, and, and become, he was number one in the NFL in broken tackles last year. It's just a matter of time before Russell Wilson and the offense and the coaching staff is like, we need to keep this guy out there because big plays happen. So I don't want to say you need to take a lap necessarily, but I think I, I sense hesitancy in you with uh, Javante with that question. That alone may be lap worthy, but I understand the question. I get that Melvin Gordon, like I'm not blind and in, in just bias in saying Melvin Gordon couldn't get carries, like especially in the beginning of the year. He certainly could. And there's nothing wrong with a running back getting spelled, especially a very efficient running back, you know, and this is a very efficient running attack. So Melvin Gordon could maybe at the beginning of the year be more of like a 40% guy. That's fine. That keeps Javante healthy. And then come week four, five, or six, or whenever Melvin Gordon gets banged up, because I expect that to probably happen. This guy is an injury-prone running back that had a lot of carries last year. He he skated by without getting hurt last year for the most part. Uh, for the most part. And and that that is, in my opinion, going to put a lot of wear and tear that he probably can't recover from like he used to. He's not a spring chicken anymore. This is a guy that is a pedestrian 3.9, 4.1 yards per carry running back in an offense that's completely, completely, uh, you know, poised to have a breakout running back um, performance out of one of these guys, out of both of them, really. I mean, Melvin Gordon could do well for a string of games. He could. I'm not. I'm not blind to that. But 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 Javante, there's only a certain amount of time you can, as a new coaching staff with Russell Wilson making decisions where you say, okay, when we put Javante on the field and he's the number one tackle breaking running back in the entire NFL, the number one in broken tackles over JT, over Henry, over everybody. He played halftime and he was the number one running back in the NFL in broken tackles. When you're a new coaching staff, when you're Russell Wilson, when you're trying to win a Super Bowl, this isn't last year where they're trying to save the mileage and not put a lot of tread on the tires. When you're trying to win a Super Bowl, when you're trying to win in a tough division, and one running back is obviously better than the other running back by a mile. By a mile. And if you want to argue that that an older Melvin Gordon is as good as Javante, we're we're not even on we're not even having the same conversation in the same universe so i'm not gonna even go there i'm not gonna even entertain the idea of defending that <laughs> it's just i'm not but javante williams is going to look better javante williams is breaking tackles better than jt javante williams is going to be kept on the field at some point and so that's why that's why it's a very 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 easy decision for me to to trust in that. it's Tariq again how's it going uh, my second question is, uh, what's the likelihood of Gronk coming back this year into 2022? And if he is back, how effective would he be in the tight end rankings in 2022? Is he a top top, top five tight end? Thanks, Bob. I know. Uh, there's too many good tight ends this year. Too many good tight ends. Um, Gronk is probably coming back. That's what it sounds like. Gronk will probably have a, a, a string of games where he's decent uh, and pretty good touchdown-wise. Um, and then he's probably going to get hurt. Like he's probably going to miss some time this year. I can't imagine Gronk taking off all this time, coming back and not having 
all kinds of, of injuries. I missed another super chat. Okay, overcome. I got your super chat here. Um, did I miss another super chat from Vamp? Uh, no, I got Vamp super chat. Okay, thank you, Vamp, for reminding me. If I ever miss a super chat, please let me know. Overcome says uh, I've been landing on Javante Swift and Kelsey in the second round mock drafts. Dude, I'm terrified of not landing Kelsey or Andrews. I'm terrified of not landing Kelsey or Andrews. If there's a hidden gem for tight ends this season, who is it? Uh, hidden gems, Dalton Schultz, bro. Dalton Schultz could be the number three tight end. Wouldn't shock me if Dalton Schultz outscored Andrews. I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying bank on that. I'm not saying take it home. I'm not saying I'm going to uh, admit defeat if it doesn't happen. I'm just saying... Dalton Schultz could be as good as Andrews in 2022. And if you want to rip on that, anybody out there, uh, keep in mind I'm the number one in the entire fantasy football industry according to fantasy pros who document documented it. Number one in the entire industry over hundreds and hundreds of experts that were looked at from ESPN to everybody. And I'm the number one in the entire industry in tight end rankings, finishing number one in two out of the last three years and number one on average if you average the top three uh, most recent seasons. So I do know a thing or two about drafting gem tight ends. I do know a thing or two or two about finding the next Waller because I was higher than anybody in the entire industry on Waller and Hawkinson, according to Fantasy Pros, number one on Waller and Hawkinson during their breakout seasons. I know what it is to find these breakout tight ends. Dalton Schultz is one of them. Fryermuth is another one. Um, uh, Waller is falling into a great value at like the end of the fifth or top of the sixth. Um, uh, so another another tight end, D- Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox can be an absolute gem. Um, but you're landing Javante Swift or Kelsey in the second round. I would... I don't mind Kelsey in the second round, but I'd rather have Javante and Swift. I'd rather have those two guys and then get your your Schultz in round seven, your Dawson Knox in round seven or eight, your Pat Fryermuth in nine or ten. Those are better uses of your resources early on in your draft if it means you're giving up on Javante. Javante and Dalton Schultz absolutely annihilate Kelsey and said runner that you get where I'm getting Dalton Schultz. Absolutely annihilates it. Dalton Schultz and Javante all day long overcome. Don't even think twice about it. Rock out with a super chat. Rock out. Appreciate you. Good buddy. Schultz got me to the the championship last year. boy, rock out. Love rock out. Rock out's been rocking out here from the beginning. Him and Silver and Kenny... And uh, and Terry and uh, Mr. B even. You guys have been here from the beginning. Vamp, Overcome. Appreciate all you guys. If I'm missing names, I, I don't mean to. I'm, I'm trying to name everybody. Rock out. Speaking Thanks, of rock out. Mate. I got MT and Dynasty. Who would you try to target as far as trade-wise to get rid of MT? I mean, my first thought would be to, to reach for the stars, bro, and go get Kenny Walker. Give up a running back, give up a draft pick, give up whatever you got to give up within reason to to get a Kenny Walker. If you're talking about wide receiver, Waddle, DK, um, those are guys that are very, very attainable, I think, right now because people are very, very down on them. Other wide receivers to look at potentially, um, if I had to just throw a couple names out, um, guys that could be maybe undervalued a little bit. Uh, let me just see here. Um 
uh, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin would be a great. I'd say McLaurin, Waddle, and DK. You know, and I, again, you're not going to get those guys straight up for MT, but that's the whole thing. Use other pieces, other future draft picks, whatever, to try and get rid of two or three, four, one. So, what's the MT news? There is the MT news is that he he literally is not going to be ready for camp. They don't think, which is what we've been saying all off season long. No news is bad news for MT. People have been off the rocker expecting him to do well. Hey, Smitty, it's Trick again. Uh, are you planning to have any YouTube live shows during the week between now and maybe, let's say, August uh, regarding an auction keeper league strategy a show for anyone that plays an auction league? Thanks, Paul. Um, you know, ask au- auction questions throughout the the day and get the, co- get the content in there that way, Tariq, is my advice. So come in here and ask me an auction question like every day or every other day or whatever during August and July. I do need to wrap up the auction video for you on the video courses. I'm sorry. I, I will do that. I will get. I will, I will make it a point to make sure I get that done by the weekend so that you have a good auction video out there. Um, but but ask questions. Make it a point to, to, to make auction relevant in the Monday through Friday show. Will it have a show on it? Probably not. But I can definitely talk about it anytime you bring it up. Kenny. Speaking about Patterson, I'm taking a bit of heat for trading Knox and Patterson for Schultz. I think I made out like a bandit, but my Dynasty League thinks that Knox is ranked higher and I shouldn't have given up an extra player. I mean, you'd definitely argue both sides of that. Knox and Schultz and or uh, Knox and C. Patterson for, for Dalton Schultz. Uh, I need to put the names up here. I keep forgetting. But, but I'd rather have Schultz. I'd rather have Schultz than Knox and Patterson. But it also depends on you know, what you had at running back, how bad it hurts you to lose Cordero Patterson. Like, I don't think anybody's crazy on either side of that. I don't think you blasted him, but I absolutely like Schultz more than than Knox. But I still love Knox. Like, you're still talking about one of my top five, top five to eight breakout tight ends in Dawson Knox. So this one's a little tougher for me to be like, yeah, you, you know, screw those guys. Because, like, you you gave up, one of my breakout tight ends for another breakout tight end that I do have ranked higher in Dalton Schultz, but you did give up an extra player. So uh, I, I like Schultz. G- g- give me, I, I like your end of the deal. If I was in your position, I would have taken Schultz. I would have taken it, but I do like Dawson Knox a lot. Dawson Knox is kind of injury prone though. Um, there's also a chance, you know, he, that, that he doesn't have the season quite the, as big a season as, as Dalton Schultz will have. So I take Dalton Schultz all day long. I do, I do. I, 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 Smitty, approve your trade, and I think it's ridiculous to act like you got blasted because you could argue either side. You've just been Smitty approved. Give me Dawson Knox, baby. Give me Dawson Knox, baby. Hey, Smitty, it's Trig again. Uh, what's your outlook for Stefan Diggs in 2022? Um, he's coming up in age... So do you think that he's going to compete with Gabe Davis as the number one receiver on the team? Thanks, Paul. Do I think Diggs is going to compete with Gabe Davis as the number one receiver on the team? I think Diggs is the number one wide receiver on the team. You could ask me, could Gabe Davis compete with Diggs and try and push him out? Like that, that is more of a reasonable way to put it, I think. But, but Diggs is, Diggs is a top 14 overall pick. Like even at dynasty, he's a top. 18 to top 20 overall pick like he has two to three elite years left uh so Diggs is Diggs is the guy um but could Gabe Davis 
could Gabe Davis, you know, somehow, some way, be better than Diggs? Maybe. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Gabe Davis looked really good last year. He played really well. I liked Gabe Davis a lot walking into the season. So it's not like I'm I'm that shocked that Gabe Davis did as well as he did. I like him. I, I thought it would happen. It happened. Do I think he's better than Diggs? No. Diggs is very hard to guard. As long as Diggs is healthy, he's one of the toughest wide receivers in the entire NFL to clamp down on. But it, it's Diggs, Diggs by... Digs by a mile over Gabe Davis. The ADPs will tell you that. Even in Dynasty, the ADPs are a mile apart. But I do like, I do really like Gabe Davis. I don't want to, I don't want to like make anyone think that I don't just by by responding. Uh, Andy, what up, Smitty? Hey, I want to talk about uh, one of your personal favorite favorites, Josh Jacobs. I know you don't like the man for personal reasons, but if you can put that aside, um, he could be playing in his uh, contract year right now. He may hold out too, so we've got to pump the brakes a little bit. But that offense could be humming. I mean, uh, Devontae Adams, Waller, Renfro, Jacobs, that's legit with Carr throwing the rock around. Jacobs could have a good year. Where he's going seems like a pretty solid uh, solid spot. You get him late, you got him as a good, solid number uh, two running back. He was banged up a little bit last year in the chest, so that really uh, hindered him. What do you think? I think he could have a good year. I, I could be unbiased about it, um, but I, I think it depends where you got to draft him. If you're drafting him, like where is his ADP going to be in August? I don't know. Th- this offense, yeah, it could be humming, but it also could be very spread out, and I don't know that Carr's delivering the football at a, a high enough um, ability uh, to, to be able to like feed everybody. So I think Devontae Adams is most certainly going to have a lesser year than he would have had in Green Bay, getting lasered locked on by, by Aaron Rodgers. Do I think that he could have a 1,200-yard rushing season, uh, very lim- limited PPR work, and maybe eight TDs? Yeah, I mean, that, that could be a, a low-end running back two season or a mid-running back two season. I think he definitely could. Could I see him screwing things up yeah I could you know that's part of why I don't like like the guys because he's a head head case in some ways um threatening to fight his own fans and and flipping off his own followers on Instagram telling people he's not going to start to just screw with people's fantasy seasons like yeah that rubbed that rubbed me the wrong way and I definitely have a bias against the guy then he blocked me on all social media which I don't really care about I'm it's just it's one extra layer of of just irking me Right. And, and, and so I admit there's some bias when it comes to Jacobs, probably the only player in the NFL that I have a little bit of bias against just because of the way he did that, the way he handled that to threaten fans, giving the address to the stadium on Instagram, putting the story up after story on people that were talking trash about him saying, I'm not playing today. And he laughs and then he goes out and plays. People benched him because he literally tried to trick his own fans and followers saying, I'm not playing today and laughing and then going out and playing. He wasn't even questionable. He just said that, and a lot of people took him out of their lineups, and he ended up having a horrible game. People actually won their week because they benched him because he said to bench me, and then he didn't play well, and then people won their week because they replaced him with somebody that scored a couple more points than him, and and it just it was a debacle, man. And I don't know, I can't shake it. I can't shake it. I can't shake it. You're right. There's some bias here attached to this this take, but uh, he he he's in a decent position. I don't know where his headspace is at these days. I think he's got enough talent 
to, to produce 1,208. But I don't know how I feel about this offense humming and giving enough, feeding enough of these, these big-name players, you know? Hey, Smitty. I'm making my case for the Aaron Jones moonshot on this one. Uh, I think Aaron Jones could have a great year. Rogers is going to throw him the rock. I don't believe in this rookie wide receiver, uh, Watson. I mean, the guy had 40 catches and 800 yards at North Dakota, North Dakota State. Like, I don't get it. I know he's big and tall and fast, but a lot of big, tall, fast guys aren't in the NFL. So, Jones is going to get the ball. Watson had a 6% drop rate, too, so that's really bad. But uh, Jones is going to get the rock. Lazard going to get the rock. There's uh, really the only two people out there that can perform. Uh, A.J. Dillon to get his on the ground, and he'll get some catches, too. But I'm making my case for an Aaron Jones moonshot. So can I get Aaron Jones moonshot? Uh, I don't know if I can do a moonshot, a moon call on Aaron Jones, because I, I like him. I, I want to almost give you a, a moonshot, moon call, uh, dance, date with the moon, um, date with the rocket ship off to the moon. I kind of want to give it to you because I agree. I think if Green Bay's smart, they will feed Aaron Jones through the PPR avenues like crazy. They will just give him the football. They will give him 80 receptions on the season. He'll have 12 total touchdowns. He'll have 80 receptions. He'll have maybe not even a thousand yards, but he'll have on the ground running, but he'll pull in, you know, 650, 700 yards, 800 yards. Like, could they, could he be that guy? Could he be the number one wide receiver pass catcher on the entire Green Bay Packer roster in 2022? He most certainly could. And and for that reason, I want to give you the potential moonshot. But because he didn't have the year we wanted last year because he's a little bit of an injury concern because Green Bay really screwed up by getting rid of Aaron uh, or uh, Devontae Adams and not replacing him with DK or McLaurin and they said they were going to make some big splash and I guess the big splash was trading up to get Watson I like Watson a lot more than you I think Aaron Rodgers turns players into superstars and he could definitely turn Watson into a very quick study and feed him the ball and, and he could be the best wide receiver on the roster. He could. Uh, Watson could definitely be. I like Lazard a lot, too. Lazard could have 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns. I think Aaron Jones is a real good shot at being worthy of this moonshot. I'm not going to give it to him because I don't give it out like candy. But definitely feel like there's a lot of potential for Aaron Jones. He just got He has to stay hey, healthy. Smitty, I was talking to you the other day. I recently just went ahead and said balls against the wall and made that trade to get the number one overall pick in dynasty and you know for content do you think should i just go with my homer pick with chase because i feel like the longevity of wide receivers in a dynasty league can outweigh running backs or do i just go with the safe pick and go jt like everybody else that's tough the problem you have is you over traded I forget what the trade was. Can you drop the the details of the trade into the chat real quick? Can you can you leave a message here and tell me what you traded? I'll come back to your to your question. What I'm probably going to tell you is that because you got rid of I think it was like a 7 or pick or whatever. I forget what it was, but I need the details on that. Because you got rid of a pick that that ultimately could have got you a wide receiver 
to 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 make that trade, trade all that draft capital, mortgage the future, to go up and get a wide receiver. It, even though it's Chase, it makes me feel like you're gonna be left very thin, you know. But let me see what you did. Okay, uh, leave a message on that. I, I just don't know. I just don't know about that. Here, here's your message. The trade that I did, I got the number one overall pick and just his last pick in the last round, and I traded my first round pick, which was the seventh overall, yeah. and I traded my fourth round pick for this year as well. Because you could get in a dynasty, because Cup would fall, Cup would probably fall. JT, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, they wouldn't be there at pick number seven, but Javante could be. You know, so. The fact that you maybe got rid of Burrow and Javante or Waddle and Javante or DK and Javante and you might just take a wide receiver, which I love. I love Jamar Chase. I'd take him at two or three without question. But I feel like you forced yourself to, you put yourself in a position where you almost have to go JT and JT has to be a beast for three or four years. Like, because now what do you do? You know, what do you do? I wouldn't have done the trade. I'd rather have Javante and Burrow, Javante and DK, Javante and Waddle. Those are two big pieces. Javante and Kenneth Walker. Give me Javante and Kenneth Walker all day over JT or Chase or Jefferson. I don't love the trade in general for you because of who you could have got at number seven. But I think... To get rid of your fourth rounder, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see what you guys think. Does anybody think he should still go Jamar Chase instead of JT at the number one pick after that trade? Uh, let's 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 vote in the chat form. Victor. What's up, Smitty? What's your opinion about the Broncos receiving group? Do you like to draft Kerry Judy? Do you like to draft Gordon Sutton? Tim Patrick? What do you think about them? Uh, I like I like Judy the most. Um, could Cortland Sutton be the best wide receiver? Certainly could be, uh, but but I'm gonna go with Judy. I like the wide receiver group. Um, I don't like overdrafting them though. I think Judy sometimes goes too high at like in the fourth round. I don't I don't really take him there. But I do like Judy as the number one wide receiver. I think Javante's gonna have a big huge PPR season. He's gonna be a monster. Um, Smitty, thanks for uh, doing everything. I was wondering if you are investing or putting a draft pick into Baker Mayfield as a late round flyer with Sean Watson's looming uh, suspension. I think Baker isn't in Cleveland, even if Watson's suspension, I mean, they could maybe try and repair the relationship, but the fact that they excused him from, from workouts and everything means that they probably aren't planning on keeping him no matter, no matter what the relationship soured. I don't think Baker wants to come back. Even if Watson was out for the year, they came out and said, Watson's done for the season. I don't, th- I don't think Baker wants to return. I think he feels slighted. He wants out. He'll probably get cut. I hope he goes to Seattle. And in that case, like in a two QB league, yeah, I'd take Baker late. In a one QB league, I feel like my backup quarterback's going to be better than Baker anyway. So I'm not attacking Baker by any means, no. Terry. Terry Harris, Smitty. I'm calling it suspension for uh, Deshaun Watson all of 2022 and 10 extra games 2023 no pay. What do you think? Bro, anything could happen at this point. It would shock me more than it than anything if Watson played 2022. Although Rappaport said on, on Pat McAfee today that... that it, let, let me break down the Watson situation. So ultimately, 
you can't exemplist. This is what I thought I talked about all offseason long, and then there's some reports that came out saying that exemplist could still potentially be in play through loopholes of the personal conduct policy, but I haven't had anybody really confirm that. And so my thinking as of right now, as I understand the commissioner exemplist, until someone can prove it to me, someone can, I could hear a report on it, but until somebody proves it to me through written form or some source that I truly trust, like Ian Rappaport, which uh, he just kind of confirms what I've been saying all offseason long. So Rappaport's not confirming the opposite take. The exemplist is now, through the changes that were made over the, the last year, the exemplist is used for criminal situations. Therefore, Roger Goodell, as I understand it, cannot take Deshaun Watson and put him on the commissioner exemplist Unless there's a pending criminal investigation, which there is not, because Watson escaped the criminal stuff with all of the 11-ish that were pending and being looked at, and no charges were brought, he was not indicted, and there's no current criminal situations being looked at. However, there are two new cases that have been filed in civil. The DA would potentially look at those two cases dig into the evidence and if they can make a case and they most certainly are going to look into it they're going to on their own accord not because anybody asked them to not because anything was filed the da will look at the evidence of the two new cases that just popped up and if the da believes there's different evidence there than there was in the other cases evidence that they can pursue there most certainly will be a look to try and maybe open up two new criminal investigations against Deshaun Watson and then at that point the commissioner could put him on the exemplist if they move forward on those if they don't move forward and no new criminal gets introduced and currently there is no criminal investigation the exemplist isn't a possibility however the league can still suspend him but will they suspend him for the potential civil we don't know we don't know if they're going to say we can't suspend him yet we're going to see how it all plays out my guess is based on the pressures of advertisers, sponsors, the fact that there's two new cases, the fact that they have to now interview those two individuals and talk to Deshaun Watson again about those two new cases, and the fact that newer cases could pop up at any moment during the middle of the season. I don't think the NFL wants to, 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 to have that on their, on their plate. I think they're going to suspend him indefinitely. Who knows what that will mean? They'll suspend him for a certain amount of time and then maybe indefinitely or they'll suspend him uh, for the entire season and then make a very vocal, uh, emphasized point that once the cases have come to a resolution or not, the NFL will readdress 2023 and future suspensions. So you're hearing it from me right now. This is my prediction. All of 2022, he will be suspended in a very very emphasized point that 2023 is unknown until we know more about what's going on with the cases. That's kind of my prediction as far as how the NFL attacks this. Hey, Smitty, Terry here. Uh, I, I agree with Knox. Yeah, he could be a, he's a solid tight end, but uh, let's not forget O.J. Howard is there. They also uh, signed uh, undrafted Jalen uh, Weidemeyer. Um, yeah, I know the guy. The guy runs like a like a sloth or a turtle, but the guy's a red zone target. And uh, once he gets into that NFL uh, game speed and uh, figures things out, uh, OJ Howard. Another, he's also a top tight end out there, and he could be eating to uh, Dawson Knox uh, target share. What do you think there? Yeah, 
I mean, you never know, bro. You never know. Um, but but I, I think I think we'll have more answers here in the coming weeks. To that last caller, uh, Christian Watson, North Dakota State. North Dakota State was a heavy, heavy run first offense team. The, the quarterbacks, uh, Miller and uh, uh, Patterson, I believe it might have been, combined these guys uh, were like just under 400 yards, uh, 400 compl- uh, pass attempts the whole year. Uh, they passed twice, 25 times uh, during that year, and they've been averaging passing attempts 17 passing attempts per game. So, yeah, that's why the numbers are so low there for Watson. Uh, Watson's a freak show, so I uh, disagree with the, uh, the last caller. Yeah, what, uh, Christian Watson's going to eat in Green Bay. He's going to eat because Aaron Rodgers is going to force feed him like he does so many times to other players. So I have no question about that. I think he's going to definitely force feed him. Uh, I think we did this one already. Hey, Smitty, it's String again. Uh, what's your outlook for Stephon Diggs in 2022? Okay. Kyle, I think it's Kyle. Take a lap. It's good for your health. And that's a wrap. And that is that. Adam. Yeah. Attaboy, rock out. Hey, this one's for the guy who traded up to get Chase. You should move back to three and just pick something up. A fifth, a sixth, even if it's just an eighth or something, just recoup that player that you lost, but get your gut. Yeah, and that's a good, good point. I mean, I know you just traded up, but I would try, yeah, I would try and trade down to that three. And if you don't get Chase, you get Jefferson. You know what I mean? Like, let's say Chase goes two, and you're like, ah, I traded down to three. Like, Jefferson and Chase are, are neck and neck for me. But I agree, if you can get, like, I know you lost the fourth, but maybe you can get, you know, get your guy, move down to the two, uh, move down to the two, and, and, and move, like, your sixth rounder up to the fourth round or something like that. Like, I'd try and do something because Jamar Chase probably won't go number one to anybody but you. And so, did you really need to draft trade up for the number one to do this? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I think JT goes number one pretty much across the board. I like Chase. I'm not saying I don't like Chase at number one. I just don't know that I like. I like Javante and DK more. I like Javante and Waddle more. That fourth rounder is such a good player in 2022. That fourth rounder is different. The fourth round is pretty good. I feel like I could get, you could give me five picks in the third round or five picks in in between round three and round four. So if you could give me five, let's say five or six picks between 3.5 and 4.6, I feel like I could win any league. I feel like I could win any league. I feel like I could consume five or six guys. And I might even try and do that in a league to try and prove the point. Maybe I get the 1.1 in a league and I can trade down and I just trade my second rounder, trade my first rounder, trade my you know seventh and eighth rounders to get into the fifth round. But I think if I if I had five or six picks within 3.5 and 4.5, I could win any league. Uh, that's how valuable some of those guys are in between round three and a half and four and a half. It's 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 just a really 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 good um, group of people in that that range that range this year. It's 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 good. Um, Kenny, I think I got to Kenny. I think we're all we're all set on the voicemails. Let's go quickly to... It is time for the speed question and answer segment. Ask your questions as fast as you can. Short questions only. 
And your boy Smitty's going to rapid fire these bad boys out. I'm not reading paragraphs. This is for quick questions only. And uh, let's go. Drop your question. Do it live. Do it fast. Rank the Jets wide receiver, Smitty. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, then Berrios. But but I think for this year, I like Garrett Wilson a lot. I do. I, I, he wasn't my number one wide receiver out of all the rookies, but I like his spot. I like his talent. I like his spot. But Elijah Moore's got something to say. Thielen or A-Rob, give me, uh, give me A-Rob for right now. Smitty, what's for dinner? Um, I think we're going to get wings tonight. I think we're going to get wings tonight. Cup at two is fine with me in redraft, says Swaggy. You know, I understand. Uh, 1.7 get CD Lamb. I think it's a tad early at 1.7. So I don't think I would I would take him that high. 2.1 CD or Javante. Give me Javante. But I love both. Uh, you can own both. You can... Uh, at 1.12 and 2.1, you can get Lamb and Javante back-to-back. So grab both. Outlook on Alave. I think Alave could be a very decent wide receiver three in 2022, given that we don't even know what's going on with, with Mike Thomas. DK or A.J. Brown. Uh, A.J. Brown, although there's some injury risk, but there's also situational risk with DK. Give me A.J. Brown, but I love both of them. And, in fact, I love owning both of them in an approach where if A.J. does fall to the third round, you get A.J. in the third round, D.K. in the fourth round, and then Javante and Swift in rounds one and two. A.J. Brown as a third-drafted player would be phenomenal. He doesn't always fall, but sometimes he does. Breakfast. uh, Best breakfast at Shalotsky's, um, the egg sandwich. It's really, really good, man. Eggs, bacon. On, uh, on that sourdough with uh, cheese. And sometimes you can throw avocado on top. Irv Smith or Tunyon. Give me Tunyon. But I don't really love both of those guys. The tight end pool is so deep this year. You don't need to mess around with Tunyons and Irv Smith. You can get Fryermuth. You can get um, Knox. You can get Schultz. You can get all those guys. Satisfied with the final episode of Ozark? I am. I suppose. I, I, I like it for what it was. Uh, Ozark was a good show. Absolutely loved it. Alave to the moon once MT is out. Uh, maybe, Terry. Yeah. Silver. Take lamb, says Kenny. Chaser Jefferson. I like both of them. If I had a draft side-by-side, number three overall, I'd take Chase in one. I'd take Jefferson in the other. Alave to the moon, says Terry again. Uh, Terry never says things twice, twice. Will Hunt outscore Chubb? Probably not. Could happen, but probably not. Javante or Swift, give me Javante, but I love both of them, and you can own both of them at the 1.12 and 2.1 picks. Trade one and two for the for three, four, five, six. What? One and two for three, four, five, six. Of course, I would trade one and two for the three, four, five, six because you would have JT and let's say Harris or JT and Jamar. I think you would take Harris because Kenny, you love him. JT and Harris versus. Um, Chase Jefferson, or if you said JT and Chase, you would get Jefferson Harris, and you get two more players, bro. Like, I'd probably this is probably a scenario where I draft Javante higher than normal because I don't have any later picks. Javante would be my number six overall pick, so I would go, you know, Chase, uh, Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Javante, <laughs> you know, or or Chase Jefferson, Eckler, Javante, you know, crazy. Crazy. You could go Eckler, Cup, 
chase Jefferson, you know, or if Harris were in there. Like, so give me the three, four, five, six, easy. But good question. Good good question. Evans or DK in redraft? Um, give me, I guess, Evans in redraft, but I really, really like DK. Oh, those are rounds, bro. Um, they're rounds, so round one and two versus three, four, five, six. Give me rounds one and two over three, four, five, six. I like the other way better. I like the other way that you asked it. I, I thought you asked it. CMC or Henry? Um, they're kind of even for me. Again, one share of each is okay. Uh, I'm not against one share. Just don't stack your teams with these guys. But but they're very, very close for me. I, I think they both have huge injury risk. They both have huge upside if they're still the same player. I feel like because of Henry's workload and the injury that he had, and given that McCaffrey has the workload but not necessarily the same kind of injury, I probably lean McCaffrey. But I can understand why somebody would want Henry. I get the appeal. I do. Mixon or Swift in redraft? Give me Swift. I like both, but give me Swift. What's up, Alex? Appreciate you being here, Alex. Who's this year's Waddle? Who's this year's Waddle? Um, If I had to throw a wide receiver out, that could be... I mean, Waddle didn't really have... I mean, he had a good year, but I I don't know if he's the, the name you're looking for. For like a guy that like broke out a certain way, um, Elijah Moore could be this year's Waddle. Um, Ayuk could be this year's Waddle. Saint Brown could be this year's Waddle. Um, Mike Williams could could be that guy. Those, those are a couple good names I think that match what you're looking for. Smitty, are you going to put in merch on the FantasyFootballShow.com? Merch is on there. You can see the merch store. Scroll, I believe, to the bottom of the site. You'll see a merch button. Right there on the site, pal. Evans or Allen in redraft. Uh, Keenan Allen could eat, but I think I'd probably go Evans. But I could go back and forth on that one. Undervalued rookie breakout wide receivers. Um, All those names apply. St. Brown, all those guys that I mentioned. Um... Mooney, Elijah Moore, uh, Ayuk. Yeah, all those guys. Same guys. Same guys apply. Kittle or Waller? Probably go. Uh, probably go Waller because Kittle's role. You you just. It's time for fantasy football. Court. I gotta fix that. I keep forgetting that it it reverts right over. But that's the end of the the speed round session. Um, What was that question? I forget. Kittle or Waller? Probably Waller because Kittle's role is just not defined. You just don't know if he's going to block. Hot says St. Brown's not a rookie. I know that. I I don't know if the question I answered was a rookie question. If so, I apologize. But I might have read a question wrong. Favorite third round running back for standard. Favorite third round running back for standard. Who plays standard anymore? No offense, bro, but come on. Uh, uh, Brees Hall. Probably my favorite. Um, Aaron Jones is good. 
He's going in the second round lately, though. People are really getting amped up about Aaron Jones, so I don't know that you can steal him anymore. And Aaron Jones in the second round, I'm not really interested in. I liked him in the third round. Um, ETN in the third round seems a little early, but, you know, sometimes he falls. I'd say Kenneth Walker in round five or six is more appealing than reaching for a running back like Akers or something or Barkley in round three. And then I spend that third rounder on a wide receiver. But if Hall is there, I take Hall. If Aaron Jones somehow falls, I take Aaron Jones. If I need to reach, I might go with uh, ETN. Might go with ETN. Back-to-back Dynasty Championships. What would you ask in return for Henry? Um, go after, go after like Brees Hall. Go after Kenny Walker. Go after. You know, guys like that and try and get more if you can. <laughs> I don't know. I'd take Kenny Walker over Henry in a dynasty in a heartbeat and, and trade out of that before you lose all the value. Guys, I appreciate every single one of you. You need to subscribe if you're new so you don't miss out on on, on shows like this when we go live. Um, in fact, you guys want to head over to the Dynasty channel real quick. What players should we talk about on the Dynasty channel? Let's jump over to the Dynasty channel right now and drop a dynasty show real quickly um that dynasty channel i'm going to drop in the chat right now youtube.com slash dynasty uh dynasty fantasy football okay that 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 link i just dropped in the chat i'm going to pin it right now we're going over there right now what player are we talking about on the dynasty channel if you don't know how to get to the live chat right now and click the link in time because you got 15 seconds to do so all you got to do is on my main YouTube channel, go to my main homepage on the YouTube channel, scroll to the bottom, you'll see the Dynasty link. It's on my channel list. Uh, let's go over there and talk about Justin Ross right now. Dynasty Fantasy Football, let's go. Hit that like button on the way out the door. Again, the Dynasty link is pinned in the live chat right now. Go to the Dynasty channel. We're going to go live there right now and talk Justin Ross real quick. Go now. Do it live. Do it live. Dynasty Fantasy Football. We're talking about Ross. We're talking about Justin Ross. We're talking about some maybe some rookie wide receivers on this episode. Link is pinned in the chat. Do it now. Do it live. And if you don't know how or miss the link, which is pinned in the chat... Go to my main YouTube page, scroll to the bottom, and click on the Dynasty channel, uh, the channel that I have linked there, or go to youtube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. YouTube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. See, see you over there right now.